0: just arriving into Gloucester, it's such a grim day outside, such a grim day, I've been to Gloucester several times but I couldn't, I couldn't picture it in my head, um, it's not a very, as far as I'm concerned anyway, it's not a very memorable train station, I just couldn't quite pin picture it and i'm vaguely vaguely recognizing as we're pulling in but still struggling anyway oh no i do i've sat many a time in that waiting room right let's get off this train That, my friends, is the sound of the of the fan, which as far as I'm concerned is off. I'm at the Premier Inn in Gloucester. Um when I first came into this room, the first thing that struck me was just the heat, the sheer scorching heat of the room. Um I don't know why, I don't know what, who, I don't know how, it, it, it was just unbelievably warm. So I looked at the thermostat, it was 24, turned it down a bit, put it to about 16, 17, plunged the room into this sort of freezing cold, so I was like, right, I'm just, turn- I'm just turning the thing off. Um, I turned it off, but it seems to seems to disagree. So it's making a noise, I can't actually, t- I don't, I have no way of knowing whether it's on, I'd have no way of knowing what temperature it is. Is it making a noise for the sake of it? Is it extracting, is it an extractor fan? We'll never know. But um, fully expecting to wake up in the middle of the night, either on fire or with frostbite. But I suppose what that does do is it means it's uh, more more interesting more interesting stay, you know. I I wasn't complaining, but I I did say that coming into these premier ends, you know, they all look, sound, feel the same. I suppose not knowing which of the extreme temperatures is going to kill you makes it a bit more exciting. Just arrived at Gloucester at half past. Um, and half past, half past, half past. When you might, you might want to ask. At half past four in the afternoon. Um, and my train was due. Actually, is due at sixteen forty-three. So four forty-three, and it's just pulled into the station. Ridiculously early. So i got slightly concerned that I was. Well, firstly, I thought, oh, I'll be able to get the an earlier train but um, turns out it's just arrived ridiculously early so I'm gonna try and get on it after trying to work out exactly what my seat reservation is which I now know, seem unable to find. From Gloucester to Wrights. Coach F seat 29. Where is F G F is over here. I'm assuming it's not just about to leave, otherwise it's a hugely embarrassing But so. Yeah, the train is arrived 10 minutes early. Maybe this is the uh, the last stop. No, it isn't. It's just a Rodelic, mate. You're not, you're not shutting up. It's three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm on Oxford Street. As you may be able to hear, it is absolutely chucking it down. the thing, I went into a shop for about 10 minutes and came out and it was like a completely different world. I mean, it is absolutely torrential out here. The pavements have become waterways. If you stand too close to the side of the road a bus comes along and drenches you in water. I mean this is some extreme weather conditions out here. Luckily I have an umbrella so I have taken the relevant precautions but there are some you can see who weren't so lucky.
1: The service is ready to depart, ladies and gentlemen. Any passengers who are not trampled please make your way to the platform as soon as possible. Just before we leave, just like...
0: don't know what's happened there. I hope he's okay. He just stopped. <laughs> Halfway through... Oh, he's back. He might be back. He might be back. Here we go. Welcome on board oh no! <laughs> Maybe the robots have finally taken over.
1: Just before we leave, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind everybody of the ticket restrictions. This is the 1633 train. It's a Virgin train. It's not a London Northwestern service. If you have an advanced purchase ticket for a specific train, you must have a reservation for the 1633. If your reservation is for a different time train, and you've decided to travel a bit earlier, a bit later, you will be charged the full open price for the journey you are making. Once again, this also is a Virgin train, this is not a London North Western service. So you do have a couple of minutes to check your tickets, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a full ticket inspection. And once again, if you decide to travel with the wrong ticket, you will be charged the full open price for the journey you are making. Thank you.
0: For the eagle-eared amongst you, would have noticed that that is not the sound of a train, but a bus. That's right. I am in Liverpool um, on the, I think it's number 80 bus, heading to Liverpool Airport. We've just come round. I was heading towards the bus station actually, and um, as I was, I saw a bus heading to the airport, so going past me so quickly, turned around, ran to the nearest bus stop, and got on. Um, So it's taking us. It's going to be a 45-minute bus journey, which is actually quite a long time to be on a bus. Um, But this is going to take me outside of Liverpool, um, outside of the city centre, towards the airport, John Lennon Airport. What I can see now is actually we're just about almost doing a bit of a loop, really. But on my left, you can see Liverpool Lime Street train station um, and the big square just heading back around into town um, and heading towards the airport so just arrived at John Lennon Airport in Liverpool Um, just went to check in everything seemed to be going okay there was no queue, went straight in got my ticket and then was told that I'm on a standby ticket, which means basically they've overbooked the flight, and now I need to check to see whether anybody's cancelled. Otherwise, I might not get on this flight. This is the 6:30 flight to Belfast from Liverpool Airport. So here we go. Let's. I've been directed to customer services and told let's see whether anybody's cancelled. So let's see. Let's see what happens. So as instructed, I went to the customer service desk um, and was told that I have been put into the... What's called? Well, I've, given, I've been given a letter or a leaflet which explains SAG which is type Gate which means all seats have been allocated in advance for your flight today, meaning that you are amongst the last customers to check in, and you've been placed on standby, and will be allocated your seats once boarding is complete. We do expect a number of no-shows to your flight, and hope, hope that you get on. So that's where we are. Currently about to get on a plane, We're about to try and get on a plane, but I have to rely on hope as the official easy jet policy and now the, the person at the desk did ensure did ensure not ensure did did um, say that it is he's had a, a number of cancellations during the day so it's highly likely that I'll get on but they can't guarantee it so let's see Let's see what happened. I'm currently on my way to go through security. I have to say though, this is the quickest I've been through any airport ever. I mean, there was no queues, nothing. Uh, No queues, nothing. Um, But I've never gone through security or about to go through security. Not entirely sure whether there'll be a seat for me on the plane. First time for everything. I don't think I have seen a longer queue for airport security in my life. So we're in duty free. Um, We survived the the massive queue just before security. Um, Also it's one of those things that because i don't actually fly very often or when i do fly it's normally not with work so in a different frame of mind gotta remember you're not just getting on a train you actually do have to go through security and it was sort of 10 seconds away from having to empty my bag pockets everything into this tray that I realised that I did actually have liquids in my bag. So I had to frantically search round for a plastic, small plastic bag to put them in. Um, Found one and did that so that was all fine but yeah, not something you think about when you get on a train. But we are now in duty free. Um, A relatively big duty free for the size of the airport. Um, There are quite a few Quite a few shops around. There are some airports where you go to, some smaller airports where you go to, where it's just a sort of one stretch of a couple of shops and quite small. But this is this is sort of medium. It's not it's not your kind of massive, massive Heathrow. You know where you get lost in the place for hours and hours and then But you know still, still quite a few, quite quite a few shops. Somebody has. Done very well in terms of persuading the team here to make sure that everyone has to walk through a specific shop, which is called World Duty Free. But everyone has to walk through all the perfumes and all the alcohol and everything before you actually get to your gate. So you're taken on a prescribed IKEA-esque route round lots of different things, so that you are what to test your resolve really can you get through without buying anything and I would imagine that the majority of people that make it I've almost bought a watch but I didn't so my gate has been announced (laughs) gates nine And as I said earlier, this is the first time I've headed towards my gate. It's the first time I've headed towards any form of public transport, not knowing whether the seat I bought will be available. Let's see what happens. Well, that ends well Um, yeah they've given me a seat Um, so
1: not that I was panicking but
0: panic is well and truly over. So the moral of that story is just check in early so that you don't end up in the precarious position of not knowing whether you'll actually have a seat on your flight but there we go. Onwards and very literally upwards.
1: Since we the other lockers and no all small want to leave the seat in front. If you are sitting at rows 1, 10 and 11, these are emergency exits, and all handling a good trusty places so and see overhead lockers. Each actor now creates an allocated seating policy, so can we please ask that you do sit in the correct seat, which has been allocated on your boarding card. Once you've located your seat, please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt, ready for departure. This is a non flight, we actually can't deserve our strict non spoken policy. Ladies and gentlemen, we're operating a completely full flight to Belfast this evening, so locker space is limited. Once again, please only place the large trolley bags, wheels first, into the overhead lockers and all smaller items once beneath the seats in front. If you're unable to locate any locker space above your seat, if you come and keep moving throughout the cabin, but there is still space available, this is a completely full flight, so locker space will be limited. Well, as well the cab manager she'll introduce the other members of the crew, surely, and we'll see the features we have on board the airplane, please give us your attention as do that, meanwhile we'll be making noises when we're here in Liverpool, after take off, uh, which is towards the world today, we'll make a right hand turn, flying along the, the river, over the city on the right hand side, she's uh, over, over the Irish uh, Sea. Oh. Did you say, did you oh. yes. say, did it right so, yeah. It's going to, yeah. to be yeah. there around yeah. about 10 past 6, uh, ladies nine. and gents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you want me to do you want change me? with them? I'll change with him, do you want me to? no it's mate, right, it's only half an hour, sure thanks yeah? anyway pay attention to illuminated signs and crew instructions, including the following safety procedures. The safety card found in your seat pocket contains important information about exit routes, oxygen masks, life jackets, and the brace position that you must adopt if you hear, brace, brace. There are eight emergency exits on this aircraft. The cabin crew are now pointing out the exits nearest to you. Please be aware that your nearest usable exit may be behind you. Emergency lighting will guide you to an exit. In an emergency, leave all baggage on board. Your seatbelt is fastened, adjusted, and released as shown. It must be fastened when the seatbelt signs are on. We recommend that you keep it fastened at all times. If the air supply fails, masks will drop from above you. Pull a mask towards you to start the oxygen. Put the mask over your nose and mouth and breathe normally. Hold the mask in place with the strap. Pull on each side to adjust. Put on your own mask before helping others. If we land on water, take a life jacket from under your seat. Remove from the pouch and put it over your head. Pass the tapes around your waist and click together. Pull the strap to adjust. Do not inflate it inside the aircraft. When outside, inflate it by pulling the toggle. If it fails to inflate or needs topping up, blow into this tube. There is a light and whistle for attracting attention. The cabin crew can assist you with life jackets for children. Your tray table must now be stowed, armrests down, window blinds open, and seatbelt fastened. Further information regarding your safety on board can be found in the in-flight magazine. We hope you have a great flight. pockets, underneath the seat and in the overhead lockers. Do take care when opening the lockers in case anything falls out. Smoking is not permitted until you reach a designated smoking area. Finally on behalf of the crew it has been our pleasure looking after you today. Our ground crew will help you complete your easy jet journey should you need any further assistance. Once again thank you and a very good evening.
0: Landed in Belfast, and that is the sound of the conveyor belt Which will hopefully be bringing my luggage Very shortly from the plane that was one of the shortest flights I've ever taken. I think it was about 40 minutes 35 to 40 minutes Once we'd got up in the air it was time to come back down Um, And actually the journey is either side I'm probably going to be longer than the actual flight um, but obviously really pleased, got a seat fairly uneventful flight got my bag within minutes it was like an incredibly efficient journey um, so we're now just about to leave the airport um, it's about 2-3 years since I've been to this airport in Belfast uh, and nothing has changed, it looks very much the same um as it was and certainly this bit does um but what I haven't done is tried to take a bus so I'm gonna try and navigate the Belfast bus system and see whether I can hop on a bus into town just got on the bus heading to uh, Belfast city centre just. Um, still outside the, outside the airport, I had a slightly awkward moment where I got on and asked for a ticket to the centre. And I thought the driver said um, it was a pound, so I gave him a pound and he just stared at me. And I was like, Is, is there a problem? And he's like, I said, eight pounds. And I was like, Oh, okay, I was, like, I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was actually gonna, in my head, my immediate thought was, Wow, I'll probably tell tell the listeners that um, travel in Belfast is super cheap. It takes only one pound to get from the airport to the city centre. I was very wrong. Forget what I said in previous episodes about Great Western. Um, The Translink, Northern Irish Railways are officially the loudest trains I have ever heard. Um, Just listen to this one go. So this morning I'm at Botanic um, in Belfast, the small train station in Belfast. Um, Getting a train to Jordanstown, so I will be changing at Lanyon Place, which I think is the next stop. Um, the train should be arriving imminently Um, one of the things that I really really don't understand is why the announcements here are in like the most poshest of southeast English voices Um, I just find it a bit a bit jarring because even in it's an interesting conversation, so of course, about how announcements in different parts of the UK reflects the local accents, but here you've just got this woman who clearly sounds like she's from Surrey, pronouncing all the Northern Irish names, all the names of Northern Irish uh, stations, towns, and it's I find it a bit jarring when I'm, I'm assuming people here are Fairly used to it, but yeah, here at Botanic, fairly small station, two platforms. Um, very fresh morning. It's quarter to nine. Um, very clear. It's a really nice autumn, winter, morning. Um, but my first experience on a Northern Irish train. My train has been delayed by two minutes. Let's hope I don't miss the connection. late it's a three minute journey and my train is scheduled to leave from the other station in seven minutes so provided that I don't have too many issues trying to navigate Lanyon place I should be able to catch my connection to Jordanstown but one of the things that's slightly different about these trains is that whilst Great Western trains are really loud on the outside. When you get inside you can't hear them. I mean this train is literally shaking. And I've been incredibly lucky. I've come off of Platform 3 and Right across on the other platform, platform four is my train ready to go to Jordanstown, the Larn Harbour train leaving in four minutes. So I'm just going to hop on this one. Train station. Um, just waiting for the 8:19 train to um, Great Victoria, Great Victoria Street. Have I got that right? Um, yeah. So I've I've ended up on the other on the other side of. Um, of Northern Ireland uh, quite a few miles out from Belfast in Coleraine, rain which is right by the coast as you can hear one of the very very loud TransLink Northern, Ir- Northern Irish trains uh, on the other platform um, yeah quite quite pleased with the interior of the trains obviously as I said they're quite noisy but fairly decent trains uh, but I think this is going to be a fairly long journey I think I'll get in in over an hour so I better, better get comfortable Almost 10 o'clock and just arrived back in Belfast at Great Victoria Street um, very much feels like an end of the line train station um, and as you walk to the front of the um, train you can see the bus station right behind it as well and towering over there. The famous, I think famous, Europa Hotel. Um, but yeah, time for me to head back to my hotel. <laughs> the original English breakfast. What's your favourite breakfast? For many people, it's bacon and eggs, with a slice or two of bread. <laughs> oh, we're doing so well. Original English breakfast. What's your favorite breakfast? For many people, it's bacon and eggs with a slice or two of buttery toast. Not as essential though as a good cup of tea. This original blend is the perfect start to the day. <laughs> this original blend is the perfect start to the day. They say breakfast is the most important meal. We say this tea is the most important drink. As the original English breakfast, it carries Stephen Twining's signature, still working at Twinings, just as his ancestor did many years ago. Let's do that paragraph again. As the original English breakfast, it carries Stephen Twining's signature, still working at Twinings, just as his ancestors did many years ago. Each batch of tea is tasted several times between the field and your cup by the master blenders to give you the same great taste. Brewing instructions, brew for four to six minutes, best served with a splash of milk. Ingredients: 100% black tea. We got there in the end. I'm reading the back of a an individually wrapped tea bag. Um, the bit I'm most interested in actually is, each batch of tea is tasted seven times between the field and your cup. By the master blenders, what does that process look like? What, why seven primes, and who are these master blenders? Um, how interesting! Kind of want to kind of want to meet them. There we go, that's uh, Twinings original. English breakfast tea. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Arrived at, presented by me. Don't forget to see the photos that accompany the podcast, go on to Instagram. And visit the page VP Travel or Travel underscore VP. See you again next time.